Welcome to The Table, a weekly podcast where we discuss biblical principles and learn how to apply them to our everyday lives. In 2021, Pastor Don Castleberry will lead us on a journey through the Bible in chronological order and share with us insights that are sure to grow our faith. So relax, grab a seat, and thanks for joining us for this episode at The Table. Welcome to the table. On this episode, we're going to be looking at July the 10th through July the 15th. On this episode, we're going to learn the heart of David. We've been discussing a lot in the chronological Bible study this year. And one of the things that we've been looking at lately is uh, David's Psalms. And so it's basically diving into the journal of David. And I really love the Psalms because we get to see, uh, though this was an imperfect man, we get to really take a deep look into the heart of David, and we can learn some principles. And one of the principles we can learn from David that I think is really powerful is that of perspective. When you stop and you look at the things that David went through in life, um, it was all about perspective. And though he made many mistakes, he was a man that truly loved the Lord. And so God used him in mighty ways. And so we start off looking at Psalm 107, and he says this. He says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. And as I was reading that, I was reminded that we're given the instruction in the Bible to always enter the Lord courts with uh, gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. There's something about praise and worship that welcomes the heart of the Father and attracts his presence. And David had a good understanding of this. And though, like I said, you know, before he made a lot of mistakes, David constantly was not living in his past. And that's something I think that we could also take away from David's life, David was good at not only allowing God to forgive him, but forgiving himself. And uh, because of that, he didn't get stuck where a lot of us get stuck in life. Um, And so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to kind of roll down through these, and I will uh, just pick and pull out some highlights that we see in these Psalms. So Psalm 107, there's some principles. You know, David, he teaches us about the the principle of remembrance and remembering the things that God has done for us. Um, He teaches us about repentance. And that if we're really going to be followers of Christ, that we must have hearts of repentance. And then he also shows us um, restoration and rewards. And I think these are uh, four values that we could use just in our daily lives with God that could really be a great benefit to us as believers. Um, remember what the Lord has done for you. That's that's a perspective shift. And then repentance, it's when you do mess up, um, don't walk in pride, but be humble enough to admit your mistakes. And as you do that, you will see uh, the Lord bring restoration and rewards into your life. 
You know, he. I love how he says in uh, Psalm 107, verse 9, he says that he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. And I think it would be a great thing that we often would pause in life long enough to meditate and ask ourselves what we're hungering and thirsting for. You know, um, and so that's Psalm 107. We see then he goes into Psalm 111. Um, again, he's talking about praising the Lord. And at the end of there, he says something that I think is is pretty powerful. Uh, he says uh, in verse 10 of 111, uh, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. I want you to just pause and think about that today. Do you really fear the Lord? The Bible has a lot to say on this subject alone. In fact, it says this will be one of the key signs uh, for the end times is that there will be no fear of the Lord before the people that's on earth. They'll do what they want to do. Fearing the Lord is not an unhealthy thing. In fact, it's a very healthy thing. When you look at the fear of the Lord, it's a constant reminder of his presence. And just think about the God that created the universe, the God that fashioned and formed every star, the God that made the galaxies, the God of the universe, the God that puts breath in your lungs and causes you to breathe. The Bible says that if we have a, a healthy reverence for God, we that is what they call the fear of the Lord. And it says that in itself is the beginning of wisdom. If you desire to be wise, you must understand the fear of the Lord. Because he goes on in Psalm 112 to start the chapter with, Blessed are those who fear the Lord, who find great delight in his commands. I love this. In verse 2 of 112, he says, Their children will be mighty in the land. I pray that over my own kids often. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches are in their house, and their righteousness endures forever. Forever. Those are kingdom promises to you as a believer that's listening to this today. If you fear the Lord and you follow the Lord, your children will be mighty in the land. And you will have blessing that pours into your life. You know, he goes on in verse 7 to say, They... Those that are following the Lord, they will have no fear of bad days. Man, in my Bible, I wrote right next to that, no bad days. Now, I know if you're listening to this, you're thinking like, man, that sounds good in theory, but I have a lot of bad days. Reality is there are no bad days to kingdom citizens. There are just some days that are better than others. See, Paul, he, Paul the apostle had an understanding of this. He said, if you kill me, it's the greatest day of my life. If I suffer for the Lord, 
It's the greatest day of my life because Scripture tells us, blessed are you when they falsely accuse or persecute you for my name's sake. Paul understood this. As a kingdom citizen, you have no bad days. Now, there are days that are painful. There are days where we receive bad news. But as a kingdom citizen, one that fears the Lord, one that knows they're truly protected by God, no bad days. Bad moments, but no bad days. And I know if you're listening to this, you may say, well, that's good for you to say, Pastor, because you've never lost somebody. You've never been told you have cancer. You've never walked through a painful divorce. And I get that. But the reason you can say no bad days is not because you don't have bad moments, but it's because who's in those bad moments with you. And if Christ is for us, who can be against us? And as long as Christ is with you, you may have rotten situations, but truly no bad days. He goes on in uh, chapter 112 there, and starting with verse 10, he says, The house of Aaron trusts the Lord. He is their help and their shield. And I love this. God will not only be your help, he'll be your protector. We learn so much from David if we're just willing to listen. In verse 12, he continues, he says, The Lord remembers us, and he will bless us. And he will bless the people of Israel, and he will bless the house of Aaron, and he will bless those that fear the Lord. Sounds like it's kind of a pattern. Small and great. He has a lot to say this week about fearing the Lord. Well, I want to take a break, but when I come back, we will dive in and we will look at the remainder of the week of what David says in the psalm. We will learn how blessing follows blameless. Enjoy this commercial. Check out Pastor AB's blog, Be the Tree Devos. You can find his blog on BeTheTreeDevos.com. Welcome back. We discovered that blessing follows blameless. Now, blameless doesn't mean that you don't uh, ever have sin in your life. Blameless means when you do mess up, you, you take care of that. You take responsibility for that. You repent of that. And you allow God to clean you up from that. That's how we become blameless. The Bible also refers to this as righteousness. And so in Psalm 119, David continues. He says things like, uh, I, I seek you with all of my heart and I do not stray from your commands. I have hidden my word in your heart that I might not sin against you. And he continues on, and he talks about how shall a young man keep his way pure? 
He says whenever he hides the word of God in his heart. There's so many principles that we can pull away from Psalm 119 about the value of putting the word of God in your heart. You see, it's like this. If you have nothing that you put in you, you have nothing for God to pull out of you. And so many people, they can quote you uh, movie lines, they can quote you song lyrics, but the devil's not afraid of movie lines and song lyrics. They can give you sports stats, but the devil's not afraid of sports stats. They can reminisce family history, but the devil's not afraid of family history. They can sharpen their gifts and their talents, but the devil's not afraid of their gifts and talents. The devil fears one thing. He fears the believer that knows the word of God. Think about that. He goes on in uh, verse 13 of 119. He says, uh, with my lips I recount. I recount. How often during the day or through the week do we stop to recount? Do we stop to recount the word of the Lord? Do we stop to recount all that God has done for us? Do we stop to recount what God has spoken to us? He continues on and he teaches us something very powerful in three short verses. He says in verse 15, I meditate. And then in verse 16, I delight. See, if we stop and we recount, we will meditate. And if we meditate, we will delight. We will delight in the Lord. No bad days. Doesn't mean you won't have bad moments. This is why Paul and Silas could sing when they had been stripped naked and beaten and thrown in the bottom of a jail cell. And the next morning, they knew they were sure to die. No bad days. They recounted. They meditated. And they delighted. And how they delighted was in the form of a song. David continues, he says, Open my eyes that I may see the wonderful things in your law. Do you ever pray when you're reading the word of God for him to open your eyes? For him to show you the things that you've been missing? See, when he opens your eyes, he shifts your perspective. When he shifts your perspective, you will stop and recount, meditate, and then, my friend, you'll get to delight. And there's all kinds of just little sermonettes that were given in David's journal known as the Psalms. Drop down to Psalm 119, verses 28 through 32. He says this, my soul, my mind, my will, and my emotions, he says, they're weary with sorrow. Here we go, no bad days. He says, my soul is weary with sorrow. My mind's wore out. My will is wore down. My emotions are drained. And then he says this. So strengthen me according to your word. 
<laughs> he knew something. You see, when, when God said of David that David was a man after his own heart, he wasn't saying David was perfect. He was saying David is a man that thinks like I think. And eventually, if you think like God thinks, you will act like God acts. David figured something out. And what he figured out was the word works if you work the word. He continues on in verse 29. He says, keep me from my deceitful ways. Man, we should pray that every day. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I have a lot of deceitful ways. And then he gives us four things that we can choose to pray and speak over ourselves daily. He says, I have chosen the way of faithfulness. That's a choice. So God, today we choose a, a, a way, your way of faithfulness. Number two, he says, I set my heart on your laws. Number three, I hold fast to your statutes. Number four, I run the path of your commands. I choose, I set, I fast, I run. I choose, I set, I fast, I run. Do you know what those three or those four things have in common? I. I choose. It's my choice. <laughs> you, the reality is this. You, you choose what you want to do. You invest where you want to invest. You do what you want to do. And as I said, I mean, it's all through the Psalms. You could go down to uh, July the 12th. You could drop down to Psalm um, 119. And you could look at, at verses 133 through 136. And he gives us four more things that we should always look at and pray. Remember, David's life was one of perspective. His eyes had been opened. He hungered and he did thirst for the things of God. So in 133 verses, or, or chapter 119, verse 133 to 36, he says this. He says, direct my footsteps. Redeem me from human oppression. Make your face shine upon me. And teach me your decrees. Wow, that's, that's another simple way that we could pray every day of our lives. God, direct me, redeem me, shine upon me, and teach me. Direct me, redeem me, shine upon me, teach me. You see, the Word of God is chalked full, full of wisdom. Full of wisdom. Going down, you can look at Psalm 133, verse 169 through 173, and he gives us... Another way to pray. He says, may my cry come before you, Lord. May my supplication come before you. 
May my lips overflow with praise. May my tongue sing of your word. May your hand be a ready help for me. May Day. <laughs> it's a cry for help. It's a cry for supplication, for renewal and refreshing. That's how David lived his life. This is why I'm so adamant when I tell my friends and family members, make for sure you journal. It may not be for you. It may be for the generation following. Are you leaving a legacy of principles for them to follow so that they know how to do what you've done? I could go on and I could go on. I could talk about David gives us a promise in Psalm 128. He teaches us the principle that the seeds that we sow today is the fruit that we grow tomorrow. We can look at 130 and we can learn that David's life was one where he taught us how to seek the Lord in the good times and in the bad times because he understood the principle. If God is walking with you, you truly have no bad days. Bad moments, sometimes awful situations. But if God is for us, who can be against us? And so he closes out this week. And this is kind of funny. He gives us 31 reasons why we should praise the Lord. And I'm just going to burn through these really fast. And I want you to just think about these as you're listening today. So if you're struggling to come up with a reason why you should praise God, he upholds the cause of the oppressed. He gives food to the hungry. He sets the prisoner free. He gives sight to the blind. He lifts up those that are downhearted. He loves the righteous. He watches over the foreigner. He sustains the fatherless and the widow. He frustrates the way of the wicked. He builds up. He gathers. He heals. He binds up wounds. He determines, he sustains, he casts, he covers, he supplies, he makes things grow, he provides, he delights, he strengthens, he blesses, he grants, he satisfies, he sends, he spreads, he hurls, he sends the word of God into the hearts of men to melt them. He stirs, he reveals. That's just taken out of Psalm 147. That will enrich you, that will bless you, and it will cause you to understand why David said what he said, no bad days. That's a soul shift. In fact, I think that's a pretty good name for this episode, Soul Shift. It's shifting our mind, our will, and our emotions that when we're going through the valley, it may be tough, but if God's going with us, 
no bad days. Well, hey, that's all the time we got today at the table. Thanks for connecting with us for a little while. Well, hey, thank you so much for joining us right here at the table. That is all we have for you today. But if you could do a huge favor for us, if this has been a blessing to you at all, if you could hit the subscribe button, like, and share with a friend. And until next time, we'll see you right back here at the table.